Check. Hello, there it goes. Beautiful Checker Board, Czech Republic. You know, just trying to say a bunch of Checker things so yeah. we can get fans of Checker Chess, the Czech Republic, to start listening here. Yeah. This is uh, the Learn to Take a Joke podcast. As always, I'm the man with a microphone with another man with a microphone. But <laughs> we'll hold off and say my name first. It's Ryan Cheney. Thank you. Hold the applause. Jesus Christ. Uh, but I am sitting in Manchester, New Hampshire uh, with. The other dude himself, Mr. Nick Lavalley. How's hey, it going? Hey, Ryan. It's going great, man. Oh, my <laughs> yeah, God. Yeah, we're here. We're at the Shasky. We are. We're at Community Shasky right before you're about to kick off the show in a couple hours. So I got to see the little prep and everything. People coming in already asking questions about the show. Right. Yeah, all the fun stuff. This has been uh, a crazy spot for comedy in New Hampshire let alone New England. Right, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, or even the country. You have yeah. people from all over the place. Yeah, we've been doing the show now. We're approaching our sixth year. We've Six, been, yeah. okay. So we've been celebrating our five years. On all of our calendars throughout this year, we say celebrating five years of comedy at the Shasking Pub yeah. because we wanted to make this year very special. And, and uh, it's five years. It's a milestone. Every Wednesday, with the exception of the night before Thanksgiving. So we do 51 shows a year. Wow. Yeah. Right in our shine. And you know what? I came... Uh, one of the last times I performed here was probably the last snowstorms, and it was like yeah. blizzard out. Still made it here, and so did the audience. Yeah, like, that's usually. I mean, I don't know what capacity it is. Close to a hundred, right? Like ninety, maybe standing room when you have like the bigger nights. We say we can fit a hundred. It's dependent on yeah. the time of year because jackets. You know, we're in New Hampshire, so this is yeah, snowy, wintry in New England. So jackets take up real estate. Those LL you know, Bean boots take uh, up two seats. Exactly. You know what so I mean? Bent, you know these bench style seats. So it's mm-hmm. like if so, you know, and we try to we seat people as they come in. We run it like a club, if not better, mm-hmm. in terms of truly hosting greeting people as they come in you know i run the room with my friend dave carter and it really does take two um and uh to do it and uh you know we see people and and we try to squeeze in as many people as we can typically i've been saying lately when when i see new people they say what do you mean we can't just pick our own seats it's like look yeah we're gonna have either 45 people here or we're gonna have 105 so we have to kind of squeeze every we have to plan for this room being packed and mostly free nights too with the, especially headliners yeah. coming yep. around it's like these people you uh the next day they're probably paying at a 25 dollars show somewhere Absolutely. else or something like that so to have that like tight-knit club atmosphere because this is probably the size of a club that you'd want to do as a stand-up too to especially work on new things get that album out then come and start doing the road and building up the thing because you yes, get that especially cool a, rapport uh especially for a crowd that uh even though we're in a bar yeah you know we're we have this back separate room um and th- our regulars or people that are even new you know like i said we train them if they haven't been here before we train them as they come in as mm-hmm. to what's going to happen and how the show's kind of laid out so it's um it's a hot crowd and and, and pe- the people the regulars that come back you know they truly love comedy well and the production value of it that can even be told by the posters because you do all the the promo stuff too for i do it, yeah. you? that's painstaking to make sure there's crisp pictures that yeah. resemble and go along and you put it out on such a regular basis especially if you have somebody i remember doing the kyle canane show and yep. the guy that you had dropped the posters and all that and it was a marketable like merch thing to it too, yeah absolutely yeah we had yosef so my friend yosef who does uh illustration for me and he does illustration for uh, my band and he al- but he also does illustrations for he's, he's worked with uh, uh dr octagon and oh, nice. uh, the gorillas and love gorillas Bostones, obey giant um he's done so much cool graphic design and uh, so occasionally he'll do those cool posters like yeah. he did for soder and canane 
Um, and yeah, and then I do the, you know, I book, I try to book uh, f- three months at a time, four times a year. Yeah. So it works with the seasons. And then that way it makes it a little less, um, uh, well, it's hectic. And then plus hectic, you don't want to yeah. throw like last minute things. Cause if you get somebody or ask somebody to perform last minute, they might flake last minute too. Right. And then you're well, scrounging when around. They're, yeah. When their face is on the poster and has been sometimes for a couple months. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're, you know, so uh, we have, we have, we have some great shows coming up for the winter. I don't know when you'll um, release this podcast. But this is actually coming out New Year's Eve. Oh, great. So yeah, uh, January, big show for us uh, on this winter calendar that we're in now. Yeah. January 30th. Greg Fitzsimmons will be here ahead That's of his dates awesome. in Boston. So, yeah. you know, we're in that great proximity. We're, we're an hour, truly an hour's drive north of Boston. And uh, you can see Greg Fitzsimmons here on January 30th or see him in Bo- Laugh Boston. But we're only charging um, 15 bucks advance oh, tickets. Oh, hell yeah. Night. And, and it'll be a comp- I think it'll be a different show than Laugh Boston. I think too. it'll be a very different show than Laugh Boston. And the most amount of people that will fit in here is 100 people. Yeah. That'll be and you'll be intimate. you'll be so close like you'll you know so um, but it's you know we get people like Greg we get people like W Kamal Bell um, mm-hmm. James Domian you know uh, because of our reputation you know yep. we're good to people we don't promise something we can't deliver and hopefully people keep coming back it's fucking good man and it's great to see people like on their way up you know like we had Mark Normand and Sam Morrell here like a month before their specials came out you know, yeah same time. with Soder and stuff he was on the rise when you got him yeah, too. yeah. absolutely yeah and then, um, and then they remain a friend to the show, you know. And then other stuff too is uh, other other stuff other stuff too is uh, the other dude, man. Okay, so I wanted to talk to you about marketing specifically for your brand. Um, the other dude, how'd you come up with that? How did that come around? The other dude came from a. Uh, I think the other dude is just a clever phrase that you can kind of use with anything, right? Like, like interchangeable, like the other it's guy. It's interchangeable. Yeah, yeah it kind of stemmed from this idea of being like um the other dude like uh you know i have a lot of platonic friendships with women so Mm -hmm. it's like i'm not the boyfriend i'm the other dude gotcha but then that's also sort of a play on like you know you could be the other dude you could be some woman's side dick you know like i don't know it could be like (laughs) but but then like as which was like just a funny i just like the phrase the other dude and then as i thought about it and as i was doing more comedy you know as an opener or a feature, yeah. people are always going to remember the headliner because that's who they went to see. And, and if people do. are leaving okay. and they say like, oh, we went to see... Um, Andrew Dice Clay. Andrew Dice Clay, yeah. right. Who opened? Uh, the other dude. So yeah. if you go to theotherdude.com, it's me. It's you a, know, it's so a good... It's a marketability is insane for it too. Yeah. But it's not a persona. That's like the, the interesting part about it because yeah. usually if they throw in... Like for a, a horrible reference, not comparing you at all, Larry the Cable Guy. Like to throw something right, like yeah. that. Idiotic <laughs> persona, disgusting persona, no, you mean. fall into this yeah, guy. Yeah, but yeah. it's still you yeah. presenting yourself, so Absolutely. it's not, it's just not a, fake. It's just, no one's going to know how to spell Nick LaValle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like to oh, Google yeah. that. Like, But if you just go the other dude, to me it was just an easy way for people to find me. It came out of like almost like an inside joke, not so much yeah. anything I was saying on stage. And I just needed something that wasn't Nick LaValle or Nick LaValle comedy, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know, because, again, the spelling. Like, some people spell it with, you know, two, spell with two E's. Sometimes people add just a Y on it or it's, you know. So when you're headlining or doing any of that stuff where you're on the, the, 
the kiosk or that? Do you ask them to put that up and you ask them to put down the posters? No. Did, no? No, I mean, uh, people have. Yeah. Um, and because it's on my website, and I think for a while my bio might have said something like the other dude, you mm -hmm. know, um, then they might have done something like that or just including my website. Then people ask. I think you're the first podcast I've done where they ask what the other dude is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's in, uh, So how... Um, just for the marketability portion of it too, like how far into comedy until you started using that? So when you got your website and started making like a connection between all of it, I was pro it was probably, I was probably like a year or two in because I did the video with Sally Struthers. I forgot, and that about was like that. the first yeah. like funny music video I did, and I think I wanted a website for that. Mm -hmm. So it might have come from that where it was like, I need a website name. I think it was honestly like, I need a website name. What should I call it? And I was like thinking about the things I was talking about on mm -hmm. stage at that time and the phrase, the other dude. Then also Will Ferrell had that movie that was called The Other, the other Guys, guys yeah. which I thought was interesting. Mark it, Wahlberg. Yeah. yeah and I, I was a, I was honestly amazed that the other dude was available just because mm -hmm. it sounds like a phrase that should have been used a million times. And before. then oh, and then the other thing, too, is like, dude, where's my car? Yeah. And when dude, that comes my, out. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. The, so it, it seems like it would have been something that would take it up. But to get a dot com with it was. Yeah. Like, and, and then connecting it too. So two years it, in and you got that. How long have you been doing comedy now? Like I'll be 10 years in March. Fuck, man. 10 years. I know. I huh? can't believe it. And I'm three years sober. So I was thinking about this. It's like, well, I've been doing comedy uh, sober half as yeah. much as I was doing it drunk. Wow. You know what I mean? Because I was yeah, like drinking for that. six years, sober for three. You see, what's the big uh, difference that you see? I know that having it at your tail end of the 10 years is when you started doing a lot more of running shows and doing it and producing and all that stuff too. Cause I know you produced here and there, Yeah, I did. but yeah. then that was like the stronghold of it. And then plus being in a bar all the time, that must've tested some of the sobriety. So, oh, yeah. so how did you see a big verge? And like, this is definitely, you didn't go back to it, obviously health reasons, but I just, for your yeah, performance I felt and so much too. better. I looked better. Also, I just, I started getting booked way more often. Um, I think I was more consistent on stage. I was way yeah. more focused. I remembered I was, I, you know, everyone says like, you know, you, it should be about how you feel yeah. and it is about how I feel. I mean, I feel better. Therefore I'm performing better. I'm writing better. I'm, I think I'm a better person to be around mm -hmm. sober than I was. Not that I was a violent or angry drunk at all, but sometimes I, you just didn't know which version of me you'd get. And sometimes mm -hmm. I was just, very reserved and people would say I appeared mean. They knew I wasn't mean, but I think I kind of had this guard up or something. Yeah. And I think it was because I was hung over, you yeah. know, or like, or had a few too many and didn't want to, well, I don't know. But the, the end of the nerve, like, cause when I was going through like heavy drinking and everything, the next day it was just like, I don't want to deal with this. So then you're more likely to snap or do little yeah. things and stuff like that. It's like, I just, I can't deal with this right now. Yeah. I, I guess that goes with a hangover or just being like, I'm sick of this. I, but then you drink again and you're like, oh, well now I'll talk to everybody. And right. then, but it, it's And do worse. you like that version of your, of when you're talking to everybody? You know what? I, there, there is a time that I can say I do like that version, but what I don't like is not remembering which actually version being you were. that version, like the version and oh. the benefits from it. Right. You know what I mean? Like to, to right. loose term benefits. Right. But like to say that you met somebody and like got this epiphany and then they're like good friends and hanging out and everything. The next thing you know, they call you to hang out. You're like, I don't fucking who the hell are you? Like, what do you wow. what do you mean? 
And they're like, yeah. dude, you're coming to my wedding. What are you doing, <laughs> man? You're officiating my wedding tomorrow. What are you talking about? I woke up. I had um, in college when I first turned 21, the second Monday, I woke up in my bed on Tuesday and found glasses, um, not glasses you see out of, glasses you drink out of, taken from a bar, a bunch of T-shirts that I didn't have before, and then a text on my phone saying, come pick up your schedule at work. And I got a job blackout drunk at a bar. Oh, wow. It was so fucking weird. Like, walking in and be like, hey, I had this text. I don't know if it's real. And like, yeah, we hired you last night. I'm like, I really don't remember. They're like, well, we do. You're hired. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? But That's yeah, one of those moments like when you actually, I guess you'd think like, well, maybe I'm better drinking. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> well, why didn't I, had, I question that? That thought ca- crossed my mind, too, because I had been drinking since I was 15 years old. So it was mm-hmm. like, you know, I had this... You have all those thoughts when you stop drinking, and if it's something you ra- look, my my bottom was I drank too much and too often, yeah. right? And I just I looked like shit. I wanted to feel better. I wanted to look better, and that was the other thing that came with it is I do look better. I'm more presentable, and then with that comes a bit more confidence. Um, yeah. And you've known me for a while, so you know you, someone like yourself, Ryan, could say, "Well, no one wants a more confident Nick Lavallee." <laughs> <laughs> Those blue eyes piercing right, through your soul. <laughs> but it's a different sense. It's yeah. a it's a more real sense of confidence, and it's also, you know, I think I know how to play to my strengths and play to my weaknesses better, and yeah. that in itself is confidence. That's you know, a strength. Knowing, knowing, knowing you know, what you can stand to work on. Now you can consider that the other guy, you know? That's like, the I'm, other I'm dude. not that dude yeah, anymore. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not that guy anymore. Yeah. But uh, it, it definitely has worked out, too. Like, this past, we were t- before we were recording, you know, this year has definitely been the hardest yeah. year for me in terms of, uh, of putting in the work, and I've gotten way more opportunities, and as friends have gotten specials and TV spots, they've been kind yeah. enough to, to have me, you know, feature for them for the whole weekend, and... And then I'm getting booked more because, again, I'm writing better. I'm a bit more consistent. I'm, I'm more reliable. Well, and um, you also got the stuff underneath your belt, such as, what was it, over five times New Hampshire's Best Comedian? I got that, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. you were just on Thrillist. Uh, was it 50 comics that are, un, uh, I actually did, I wrote it down, that uh, undiscovered comics. So yeah. that's saying that you're out there doing everything but industry isn't grabbed you yet but i can tell you you're on the list with some good people like emma woman's blowing up right now jamie loftus i know um gordon baker bone too he's been doing really great driving around and then sarah squirm man she just had her uh comedy central debut yeah just did her own so show i'm on that list yeah. that's pretty cool to be like i'm, I'm on yeah. a list with because you know doing it 10 years you're like oh i'm not on this list you know when lists yeah. come out and stuff oh my god so I fucking it's love like it. okay cool i'm finally on a list um so that's cool too. And yeah, how's it's a that, cool year. Did that just come out of nowhere for you? Did you get contacted? Like, hey, I got contacted in like so long. I got contacted in like April or something. Yeah. And at the time, they said that I was being considered as. They had a few different names for I guess this area. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought it was cool, and I said I'd be interested, and I had submitted my stuff. And I think I think one of the reasons that I stood out and I got noticed, aside from clubs and other comics, mm-hmm. helped pick that. People didn't realize that, but there were, like, clubs and other comics who kind of helped pick those people from each state. And um, But my we- I have a good web presence. Yeah. We opened with this, the, the website. The marketing stuff, yeah. Is I have a good web, you know, I have content. And when I started, it, content was not – the comic comics were telling me don't put stuff online because then you'll burn your material and i get that in the sense of stand-up but uh, but like i wanted to put out content and i had talked to someone 
not too long ago, they're like, those people gave you bad advice. Glad you didn't follow it. Because I was all about the funny music videos and the yeah. sketches and oh, the yeah, characters. Oh, yeah, crazy and, amount of content out there and, for uh, different characters you're doing yeah. through your website and all that. So, you know, that stuff exists. It's out there. And you, you, you do a Google search for New Hampshire comedy or yeah. comedians. And, like, not only do I pop up, but there's you can see if I'm legit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've got the Laugh Factory clip on there. That all the stuff to back it up. So... It's been a good year. I'm glad that I am still sober, and I'm very grateful for the opportunities that yeah. have come my way. But I also I also think that it's a gift from the universe for my sobriety, and then also I think the things that I do for other comics, whether it's local, Boston comics, New England comics, or people from Chicago or LA, LA they come through yeah. here. I, I put people up in my house. I pay comics. I do the best I can with that. Yeah. And I it's think... Been, uh, I think um, it's the universe's way of paying it forward. It's been an incredible year for you with all that stuff, too. And then now to wrap it up with being on the Learn to Take a Joke podcast, it's like, where can this year end? It's like, Jesus, what am I? This 2019 is, is going to be too. What are you doing? You know, you know what I mean? You touch you touch the penthouse. You want to live there. This is your life. where I wanted to be. I thought two weeks ago, I got the last minute call to open for Bob Marley, which yeah. was super cool. Oh, my uh, God. It was like f- uh, 400 people there. He's and insane. Shirley Nass yeah. And, Last minute, got open for Bob tonight. Oh my God! And I love, I love Bob. And a month before, I got to do five shows at Tom Green at Vermont Comedy Club. Yeah. But the entire time, I was like, "When the fuck is Cheney gonna call me?" I know. I was just like biding my time. <laughs> if it wasn't for Tom Green and Bob, I don't think I would have given you the call. You know what I mean? They called me and were like, "You I, should really get Nick I on this podcast. It. You should it, get man. me on this, this podcast." I'm, <laughs> nah, I, 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 I think the world of you, Ryan, and I'm glad that you invited me here. You're, you're a Manchester boy. Oh People yeah, man. You should know that you're a Manchester boy. I, I love it. And actually, I want to talk a little bit more about the Manchester stuff and the aerial things too, with the the joke that you wanted to talk about today. Um, so is there anything that you wanted to say before we gave it a listen or I think the only thing I want to say is uh, you know in my act I love talking about the fact that you know uh, before I in a a half hour or or 45 minute set before I do this bit I talk about the fact that I am from New England yeah but I'm not necessarily a New England stereotype and I like talking about being from this part of the country okay okay so let's uh let's give it a listen you want to do it now you think now Let's go for Should it. we do it? Okay, we'll do it now. I love being a New Hampshire dude. I really do. I think we have some of the most fascinating places in the planet, right? Like Laconia, New Hampshire. Holy shit. It's amazing. It's a beautiful place. Fun fact about Laconia. Did you guys know that that's the only place in the world where you can get into a fight with a biker and a 12-year-old over the same ski ball machine? <laughs> out there playing skee-ball. I think I'm kicking ass. I turned the 12-year-old next to me. I was like, dude, you, you've got to be jealous. He's like, why? I was like, look at all the tickets that I'm in. This kid's like, I got way more tickets than you, bro. I was like, fuck you. That's how I talk to children. I'm from Manchester. And I was like... I got defensive. I was like, dude, I'm a grown-ass man. I could drink beer. I could drive a car. I could have sex with women. This kid looks at me and goes, yeah, you could, but you're at a fun spot playing ski ball with a fucking 12-year-old. So him and I are Facebook friends now. We're pals. Okay, cool. Uh, this one put it up there, Nick LaValle staple in my eyes, because I, I hear it. Um, 
I've seen you do a couple different things. This one gets the audience involved. I've seen you fuck around with the audience, especially when you're doing Chaskin each Wednesday. If this joke comes out, you're making it a little bit more personal. You're not just having it sit there. Um, but back pocket joke, you've been saying you've been using this for a while. So uh, this has been your report for how long now? I probably wrote it. Uh, this might have been from my first year doing stand-up. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I think it's probably the only one. This is the Dark Rider. It's been following it's you. It's just there. Yeah. This is uh, this is it. And I, I've, you know, I, yeah, I love it. I think it's very much me. Maybe I'm not growing up. I don't know. <laughs> but it's like, it's, it's one of the many jokes I feel like I have about being from this part of the country. Yeah. And I also think it's a way of talking about uh, New Hampshire um, in a non-stereotypical way. Like, I, I yeah. like to paint the picture of what some of these towns are actually like. Well, Laconia is world-renowned for its bike week and everything, so a lot of people it know is, that. Yeah. Fun spot with its crazy games, man. Did you ever see? You saw the King of Kong. Absolutely. Yeah. King, I got in my mudroom at my house, I have the poster from King of Kong. Oh, you do? And I've Fuck always yeah. been Team Weeby. I've always thought <laughs> Billy Mitchell was a dick, <laughs> and I'm that. glad they took his scores away. <laughs> the, I think that's a good call, too. And then all of that is at Fun Spot. They have all the machines yeah. that keep the scores, keep the credit yeah, on like there, two too. Yeah, two-thirds of that documentary takes place at yeah. Fun Spot. So this one being a more localized joke and you travel around a little bit, like doing Laugh Factory, were you able yeah. to use this there? Or I did it that? there and it yeah. killed. Really? I have the video. Yeah, I have the whole set okay. for the first time I did the Laugh Factory in L.A. And that's why this joke to me, and I think one of the reasons why I keep doing it, yeah. honestly, is because I haven't done it on TV yet. Mm -hmm. you know? Was it on your album? Um, it was on The Other Dude. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I know how many people have downloaded that. <laughs> so it's like, so I can keep, Ryan, I assure yeah, you, safe. I can it's keep safe. doing it. Yeah, it's safe. Um, look, I made a couple bucks. Look at those iTunes cash. Hell but, yeah. Uh, but, you know, I I like doing that bit because, it, for me, it's almost like a victory lap. Yeah. Because when I had started doing stand-up, um, I just remember people saying, and like, my first year in, I really, like, I went hard, and I was going, getting up all the time. I would do every open mic I could. And then when I got started getting like better shows and I got a little bit of opportunity, the people that, I, that were around when I started, they'd be like, yeah, well, good luck going to New York or L.A. and doing that New Hampshire shit. Yep. Yep. Like that. I was too local. And I was like, well, you could because comics talk about being on a subway in New York yeah. or traffic in L.A. or going to an audition. It's like they paint the picture of who they are and where they're from. So it's like, this is this is who I am. It's funny to say <laughs> this too, because um, that you're bringing that up because you go to the, sh the shows and everything and you could tell, okay, that person's been in New York a year because all they're talking about is the first time they get flashed on a subway, see a homeless guy jerking off the rats, whatever the issue yeah. is. But the people that are in the show live in New York for the most part. So they've heard all this stuff over and over again, but they don't know what your life was like in Ohio. Uh, Michigan, Minnesota, yeah. that stuff too. So I see a lot more comics doing, well, I grew up on a farm and I did this and that. And like, then people are like, oh my God. Like, attention. Uh, yeah, it's like, cause you're not like, look, you're not from, if, if you're a comic in New York or LA, you're not from there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Part, like you yeah. move there, but it's like, you're, you know, yeah, for the most part. Yeah. Um, but I was like, uh, but when I did that bit in LA at the Laugh Factory, you know, on the show was like it was T.J. Miller, Brody Stevens, Ben Glebe. It was like stand-ups, but they're also actors. Mm -hmm. And 
And, and the others that were on the show were talking about one of the guys that was uh, the cook on Two Broke Girls. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know like, that guy, Brad something, right? I don't yeah. Know. Uh, so, like, they're talking about being living in L.A., you know? And, yeah. and then I was right in the middle of that show talking about being this dude from New England, specifically New Hampshire. You know, like, I stood out that night. Yeah. So, and uh, lately I've been preface, prefacing the New England stuff when people are asking me, you know, what's it like? Like, people say, is it like a movie? I'll mm-hmm. usually say, yeah, it's like a movie. Have you seen Fargo? You know? <laughs> and I, yeah, have you seen Eight Mile? Yeah. Yeah, those two movies had a baby and <laughs> called it New Hampshire. Like, that's like that's where I'm from. And I feel like that's a, that's – I want to kind of paint the picture of, of being yeah. from New England and being from – Specifically, New Hampshire and how, how it's not necessarily like Ben Affleck's version. The cool part of it, though, to me is at least you're, you're staying true to the grit of where the joke is. A lot of people take the concept of the joke to make it a Mad Lib. So they'll go and be like, OK, well, what's the local arcade or what's this? And they like, can do that kind of thing. And like, I'll put it in that way. But instead, you're keeping it to New Hampshire. So you're basically I was in a sizzler when I was a kid in Florida. And when the waitress asked where I was from, I said, New Hampshire. She goes, oh, is that the capital of Boston? Yeah. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? Boston's not even a state. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, you have no idea. Yeah. So, I mean, granted, people aren't a waitress at Sizzler, but they still don't know or care about yeah. New Hampshire. And now it's on the list of the top drug, country, opiate <laughs> right. crisis places in the country. And it's like, oh, well, now we'll pay attention. It's like, well, no. How about Fun Spot? We got well, that Well, the going president on. said it was a drug den. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm still looking f- where that drug den might be. Oh, you want to you <laughs> go? You want to go outside real quick? We'll just we'll pop out. It's, but, yeah, uh, it's, we're from, you know, being – we're from – we're from New Hampshire. And yeah. why would, should I – and why should I lie and tell people I'm from Boston? Oh, no, you no. Know? And that's like the most, most New, people do that's that. the most New England thing any of us can do. The greater Boston is an hour outside Boston. Yeah. That's Nashua, New Hampshire. You're not, you're not in Boston. You're in a completely different state. That's Providence, Rhode right. Island. But so this joke here, you started uh, within the first year. Probably didn't switch a lot. This is a true story? I, 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 the, the version that you have is, is like the core version. It's yeah. like the abbreviated, very core version. You know, there's things that I will say leading up to yeah. it there's there's extra tags or something else i could say at the end of it um but that's that's it you have this like in the middle of your sets usually or it's like yeah. it's like uh it's probably i'd say if i broke down my set with my half hour yeah. we'll say by thirds it's at the end of the uh first third and you said usually over five minutes this is in your your set too. yeah over yeah. If, if i know if i'm doing the feature set you know the full yeah if i'm doing a half hour feature set like it's in there where was this recording from do you remember that was from headliners this past year oh okay in manchester I, guess. I had it i had it i had the la one from yeah. a couple years ago i had a couple different versions of it at vermont comedy club yeah. from not too long ago but i was like you know what this was a really hot crowd and the way that i told it in this recording um, I I could have told that almost the same way in Chicago, you know. Almost. The the fucking best part, well, obviously the whole the whole joke itself, but the of the recording was when you're like, I can drink a beer, and then like perfectly <laughs> timed. Not you, an audience. No, I was like, obviously, hell yeah, 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 I can drink a beer. <laughs> like that's fucking true. And I was like, oh my god, that's priceless. Yeah, it's almost like it was added in or something. Um, something else I wanted to bring up too that kind of goes off the marketing is uh, you recently bought Fuck Nick Lavalley as a marketing ploy. Yeah, right? I did. 
So tell me a little bit about this. You got some controversy behind you in the way of like, yeah. just, I don't know how to put it as like, okay, there's people, there's a line in the sand, it seems like, and there's people either for Nick LaValle or people that just say, I fucking hate Nick LaValle. I don't. Like, how dude, does that go along? Like, what do you, I know that there's always drama in comedy. Yeah. And the craziness of people having to interact with each other and everything, too. And then plus running a good room, people that don't get involved with it or anything, they usually will go to that be like, oh, it's him not liking me. Could be a plethora of different things. But you yeah. took that as a fucking marketing apple and plucked it from the tree and just bit it in their face. Yeah. And, like, that's genius to do, like, the, the marketing part comes back and forth. But what's that like, just being one of the, the I don't know, um, dark side comedies of New England kind of thing or I don't in know. the area. This is, I've had to think about this an awful lot the past couple of weeks. Yeah. And what's really good is actually, you know, I, I'm, I got a bit out of it. Yeah. Because it, I, 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 it's, it's weird to hear a grown man say, I'm being bullied. Yeah. Right. It's no, very it's true. odd to say here an adult man, dude, I, pushing forty, saying I'm being bullied. But when someone, it's one thing if someone just says to me to my face, like, yeah. I don't like you. I don't like your act. Um, I think you're a hack. And then we have a personality conflict. Yeah. That's fine. I got person. Everyone. No How many jobs all. have you been at? Where yeah. you're like I fucking hate that guy down the hall. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So that to me is fine. Um, but at the same time, like I've also met so many tremendously nice people and genuine and sincere people doing this um, that even if they didn't like my act, yeah, they want to see me win. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that to me says a lot for people or, you know, or uh and also, like, someone could be an amazing fucking comedian, yeah. but a total fucking dick. Oh, and you guess know what? They're happens. not going to get far. They're just not. Yeah. So if I'm one of those, you know, I just, if I can just do right and do enough good for other people um, while I just try to be a better comic and be a better person, then yeah, then I'm I'm not doing wrong. You know Winning? what I mean? Then I'm, I'm probably doing right for myself and by others. So this is a clear so, Nick LaValle head too. Do you think sobriety has gotten more, like oh, how do you think you would have handled this maybe four years ago? Oh, I would have just like, uh, I think four years ago I would have been fine. I think if I tried handling this like 15 years ago mm -hmm. or, or early on as I started doing comedy, like not as well. Yeah. But then some things that I've all, but definitely sobriety is, there's things I can really like not, react on you mm -hmm. know what i mean so like i try not to react when people when there's rumors or a negative thing or someone's creating two fucking fake twitter accounts yeah. and putting personal photos of me and saying hateful shit like which is it's not it is bullying because it's like hateful shit it's not funny it comes from a mean place yep. and they're trying to get under my skin and make me feel bad that to me is bullying if you're trying to make some and not a prank a prank is a prank is something that's has uh, an a trick that has an ending or a twist where there's some sort of sincere kindness below it. Yeah. Some kind of kindness, you know, like the intention isn't to make someone feel bad. It's to pranks usually have an ending, I think, is the biggest thing for them because they could be, in fact, a, a huge bullying aspect of it. Yeah. Uh, but if they're continuous, severe and right. stuff and, like that. And to then, me, yeah. there's some certain things that have been continuous and it's not cool. Like, yeah. I don't think it's cool. And I think also 
you know, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bit more grounded than some people in comedy in a sense where there's a lot of mental illness, man. Yeah, there's a yep. lot of, Very and we common. all go through depression and, and, and putting ourselves on stage every other night or every night or whatever you get on stage and you're sharing so much and you're making people laugh. Like our own tanks of joy are getting depleted. Yeah. Right. So it's like it's when you wake up and someone made a fake Twitter account, it's like, I'm not, I don't have enough streams or, or followers to get the type of hate that I do. I just yeah. don't, does that make sense? Where it's like, Oh, I know what you mean. Like yeah. Two yeah, yeah. fake Twitter accounts. Like wh why would someone do this? Yeah. And to me, I know it's a cop out to be like, well, they're just jealous of me. And it sounds like something a snotty nosed kid would say, but at the same time, like it's obviously someone who feels slighted or feels hurt and, or they see me doing okay. Mm -hmm. And maybe I'm not the best in new England. Maybe I'm not that great of a comic. So, but I, I do get opportunities that maybe it's someone does want yeah. and therefore they're a little bit envious and they want to get under my skin. Otherwise, Otherwise, I don't get it. And I think I do think, honestly, I've been perfor uh, performing. I've been an entertainer. I've been a performing artist. I've been on stage doing something creative for uh, just about 21 years now. Yeah. And since I was 17. And I think. Having this, I've always been. It's always, it's al almost always been this way, Ryan. Yeah. For me, it's almost always been this way. Different times, not as much as others, but I think that there's been moments where I've put myself out there, and I think because I have confidence is a very threatening thing to the insecure. Yep. And if That's I'm putting true. myself out there before the material has really fully grown mm -hmm. but i have the confidence to get people interested then i think that level of confidence is threatening to someone who's insecure who may be that strong material may be that strong artist singer comedian whatever it might be but they mm -hmm. lack the confidence therefore they see me as a threat like i'm in their way i don't know yeah. I, I wish i had an answer these are just oh some of the stuff too is like this like you're saying one of your biggest years usually with a huge year comes some sort of critique from yeah. a darkness or some people they're like i've seen him this whole time and this has been the case and just like these false things coming out because a it's a topic of choice because yeah. you're in the news you're in their face on a regular basis that they think it might yeah. be like, oh my God, I can't believe I have to see Nick Lavallee's face or hear about his name and I'm not even around him. And then they take it as a slight to themselves. When yeah. It's not, it's a negative idea of it. It's basically like, um, not sociopath, but like schizophrenic idea of like these things and these signs, like the number six, that means Nick Lavallee. Now every time I see six, yeah. it's gonna constantly remind me of Nick Lavallee. And oh my God, that bill I just got was 666. Like, oh my, oh, then wow. that means that Nick Lavallee must be the one that's serving me the food. What did Nick Lavallee put <laughs> in my food? What is this? I just thought I had a, a goddamn grilled cheese. This is Nick Lavallee cheese? I don't want that. And like psychotic I hope, parts uh, dude, of I it. hope no one's doing that. <laughs> I really <laughs> hope so. I hope, no one's, I hope no one's doing that. Yeah. I don't and want Nick Lavallee cheese, but no, Cabot, so, by the way. You yeah. know, so there was, you know, about a year or so ago, there was someone who said, fuck Nick Lavallee. And, um, you know, so there's a year ago, someone said, fuck Nick Lavallee. And it turned into this argument on a forum that I couldn't even access. I couldn't even access. Yep. And some people were saying some really hurtful things. 
and then some uh, significantly more talented and much more successful comics than you and I kind of saw it, went in there and told everyone to go fuck themselves. Yeah. And then all okay. those haters kind of scattered. There allegedly was an apology. I never saw it. Yeah. But the, but then it sort of got quiet. And, you know, again, then I just kept producing a great show. Yeah. And I kept working on my own comedy, putting my best foot forward. And it was pretty quiet. And then over, I don't know, a few months ago, someone said, fuck Nick LaValle again. And that's when I was like, you know what? If people are just going to say it, I'm going to own it. Literally. Yeah. So I got the domain. I own the trademark. Fuck Nick LaValle. Mm -hmm. You go to fucknicklevalley.com. I made the sticker. Yep. I'm not making it on a shirt. That's just stupid. <laughs> um, but uh, but now it's like you know what? Fuck Nick Lavalley. And actually, last week I closed a show in Portland, Maine, and I you know I actually handed the sticker to some young women that were at the show. They came up to me and said, "We loved your set." I said, "Here, go to my website." And they looked at the sticker and they they shouted out, "Fuck Nick Lavalley!" Oh my god! And they God. laughed and yeah. they're like, "That's great." Fuck. And I was like, "FuckNickLavalley.com," you know. Yeah. So. I think it's kind of funny, and, and maybe with that, people will learn how to spell my name correctly. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, haters. But I, yeah, yeah. I, I, Ryan, I don't know, man. I feel like I can be a target, and yeah, you know, I, I'll I've ha never I've never taken money from someone, and I've never um, knowingly fucked someone's wife or girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, what bad could I possibly have done? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. I don't know, man. It's it's weird, like where people put the the thought behind it too, and like if you sit down with somebody and say why they had those thoughts, like Dude, do they ever you, do they even you think about? You have come to me, Ryan. Yeah. You've come to me and like, hey, man, I felt a little hurt by this, and here's why. Yeah. And it was relative to stage time and the fact that you're from New Hampshire, and I I looked you right in the eye and I said, you know what, man, I fucked up. Yeah, let's fix this. And yeah. I gave you a bunch of dates. I remember. And it. that's all it took. That's all it really took. It's being able to talk and communicate, not yeah. hide behind a Twitter handle and, and things like that, too. And do you think I'm not – do you think I'm not appro an approachable person? Uh, those eyes, man. Sometimes <laughs> those eyes can't be very fucking approachable. I know the smile creeps you Yeah. I, oh, the fucking <laughs> smile. No, it's the eyes and the smile, too. Especially this time of season, you got that ooh look. Yeah. yeah. No, man. I, if It should be anybody with the approachability. The other thing, too, is, like, I do HR, so I have to talk about bullying and all that stuff, too. And that comfortability of approaching the individual and saying that this is what the issue is and that, a lot of people don't have that. Like, yeah. fucking over 90% of and cases don't go. I think it's go, only yeah. going to get worse with, you know, with because we communicate via text and email and messenger and yep. not face-to-face, -face, that the face-to-face -face is even scarier than it was when you and I it's were 10 or 15 years ago. There's no tone in email or no. text. It's so how you read it yourself. It's internal dialogue. If you already have a fucked up one, I can speak for myself. I'll read texts out of nowhere and be like that that what what the fuck did you mean by that there's but like call the person be like what the fuck did you mean by that the key i think the last season of key and peel that that sketch they do a sketch about that with the text and it's two friends yeah. trying to make plans and one is convinced that they want to fight yeah <laughs> like it's a really funny sketch oh i hadn't seen that one i'll, I'll send you the up. link it's oh, super yeah. funny like key and peel their characters like looking to hang out or whatever yeah. And, and one of them's like, well, why don't you just come over right now? And the other guy's like, yeah, I'll fucking come over right now. <laughs> like, he thinks he's, like, picking a fight. That's great, <laughs> man. Really, it was just like, I just want to catch up. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, really good sketch. Well, I appreciate you taking time before the show tonight, too. And then we've heard a couple of them, but I want to have in succinct order. Where can people look stuff up for you? Uh, keep up with you. Yeah, theotherdude.com. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you'll get links to my Facebook, my Twitter, my real Twitter, not no. <laughs> <laughs> Not the bully accounts. Yeah. 
Uh, my YouTube, it's all there. If you go to theotherdude.com, and if you know how to spell it, fucknickelvalley.com. Find it, and man. And will someone please? <laughs> By the way. You should find that dot .org. Yeah. Oh, my God. That could be like a, a Nick Lavalley dating app. Fucknickelvalley.org. My own dating app. Marketing. Love it. Marketing. You hear that, everybody? <laughs>